Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the AT. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, it's TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity car, and the 29 truck, and joining me as usual. Brett Griffin, envious of TJ's new kicks. These are the coolest shoes he's ever worn what in. What are they? Vans? Vans. I've had these for a while. I just don't wear them that At least much. he's not wearing those uh, like those Uggs or those... Uh, those like, slipper-looking the, Yeah, things. the slippers. Oh, I love those He's like, things. I couldn't... I That's couldn't put regular time. shoes on. It was those was, have like fur in them. You can't wear them in the summer. You, you s- can. You just be sweaty as yeah. hell. I don't yeah. want sweaty feet. No. So, hey guys, it's it KB, and we're back here in the <laughs> Exalta Studios. Door bumper clear, post Kansas. Mm-hmm. How was Charleston? Charleston yeah. was awesome. I needed a vacation. What it was, was your, gorgeous what did weather. You do? We went to the beach. We walked around Charleston. Did you chain up? Which beach <laughs> did you go to? Sullivan's Island. Oh, nice. We actually stayed in. Um, What's it called? It's not actually tra- Mount Pleasant. Oh yeah, hotel. And you could um, yeah. ride your beach cruiser four miles to the. There's a, uh, yeah. there's a rusty rudder there. <laughs> I did not go the, to the rusty rudder. The original rusty rudder. Oh yeah, is that that's close the- to Isle of Palms? We stayed at Isle of Palms last summer. Yeah, we rode our bikes to Isle of Palms. There's a really cool bar on Isle of Palms. It's like a screened-in porch, which is total my style. Totally. <laughs> Dive bar. We went to a lot of bars. That's for sure. No way. No. And ate a lot of seafood. So you just get on a bike and just go to bars. That's all we do. Yeah. Uh Uh Beach cruise. No uh, anaphylactic No anaphylactic. (laughs) In fact, Alan actually packed our panini maker and my gluten-free bread in case we went somewhere and I couldn't eat anything, and then he'd make me a sandwich. Right. (laughs) You packed a panini maker? He packed a panini maker. That's how good he is. And we actually used it one night when we were, like, super hungry at, like, midnight. 4 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. It was late. Joshua, where'd you go? I didn't go anywhere. I mm-hmm. stayed here, hung out, didn't yeah. really do a whole lot Staycation. of it. Staycation. It was nice. Lake? Uh, no, well, I went to the lake yesterday for Mother's Day, yeah. um, but that was about it. Mama's yeah. Day, did you guys get to be with your baby mamas I at landed all? At, uh, I landed about 2.30, got home about 3.15 a.m., got to bed about <laughs> 4 a.m., Got up at 10 a.m. and drove to Pageland to see my mom. So That's it was, sweet. It was a good day. Long day, but take the kids? definitely worth it. The kids Dang. were with Claudia at her mom's. Mm. So I was going to say, how'd you get till 10? Yeah. Holy cow. Nobody was home. I went to bed about 4 as well, and then I got the old 7.30 yeah. wake up from uh, Madeline. And then she left me alone for about 45 minutes. But then <laughs> it's about, it's just in spurts. Like, Dad, are you up yet? Well, I mean, no, but yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't do a whole lot. Went and... Went to the pool for a little bit, and uh, that's about it. You get up and get going, you feel fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting and, getting and, then, and then, yeah, you start like this morning. I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Yeah. But last night you hit a wall. Like most, like I normally hit a wall Sunday night about eight, seven, eight o'clock. I'm like, I can just go to bed right now. Yeah. And, but you guys uh, are now, quote, unquote, home for two weeks. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to sleep in a hotel. No. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's nice to be able to drive to the track from your house and go to work. I mean, it's 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 nicer for sure. It's still um, a little it's bit so of much a, so much harder to wake up out of your own bed. Yeah, that is true track. too. Sometimes yeah. it's almost easier to be on the road and just know your schedule and at a hotel. But you know, it's nice to wake up. It's nice to wake up with your family and stuff for sure. Yeah. So we just we not me. You two just got back from Kansas. How was Kansas? It was awesome. 
Well, I love Kansas. I mean, a, a great area, great racetrack, uh, multiple grooves, lots of racing. Um, I thought it was great. It's my favorite mile and a half. It's become my favorite mile and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's just something about it. Nobody really wants to run right on the bottom sometimes, and you can find speed when you move up and. And uh, it's not overly wide, I don't think, either. Like, you have, no. like when they're racing, they're making, you know, you can't go way up here and stuff on the straightaways and stuff. So People in the Midwest are fun. That's just a fun racetrack. Like, it just, it, it, the culture of the track, that area, because there's so much to do around that area. I mean, when we built this track years and years ago, it was a track sitting by itself in the middle of nothing. And now it's got gigantic malls around mm-hmm. it, restaurants, bars, casinos. There's nothing, a water slide park. I mean, I wish we were there when that was open, but, man, it's just, it's you're my going favorite. Down, you're going down the slide? I would. <laughs> it's have <laughs> got a Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah, yeah Great Wolf a... Lodge is right beside of there. And yeah. if you need a couch, you can go to the furniture store right there. Yeah. It's a huge I, furniture store. That was yeah. one of the original things that was there was that furniture store. In yeah, Nebraska Furniture Mart, and it is gigantic. It is gigantic. It has the driveway up to it is like, a castle driving. Like I've it's, never been anything like it. Yeah, I've never you go been in. in. No, I've never I've been, been in twice. It, it's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, you walk in. I mean, like an IKEA. Like if you want a refrigerator. Oh no 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 no. Way better than IKEA. It's like a you want a refrigerator. It's like they got a seven hundred dollar refrigerator, and they got a eleven thousand dollar refrigerator, and everything in between those price points. Like it is just from Viking appliances to KB dot com. Like just, it's an amazing <laughs> furniture. You want a bar stool? You walk in and you're like. Yeah, I can't pick one out, and here's too many to pick from. It's crazy. So it's like an online catalog, but a real store. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, you go online, you yeah. can find everything. It is. <clears throat> it's like walking into an Amazon furniture store. <laughs> it's the Amazon of furniture. But it was fun, fun weekend. Can you buy Mike, furniture on Amazon? Man, I've never seen a car pit more yeah. than yours pitted. Uh, we pit more than anybody. How <laughs> I many pit stops did you make? Uh, we 27. We, we pitted <laughs> a lot. We would go in in 10th, come out 18th here's, every time. Here's the thing. It's not in our in our notes today, so... So we ran a Cup Series race, and literally everybody ran out of tires. Oh yeah, we I've been doing out. this. How 20, many sets did you guys start with? I don't know, but I've been doing this twenty years, and I don't remember that ever happening. That the entire field was out of tires at the end of the race, but we were out of tires. But even in with that going on, the eighty-eight car was still pitting nonstop. <laughs> I was like, "What are What are they doing down there?" Yeah, we uh, we were having a lot of vibrations. And we're not really still sure of what was vibrating. Not good we, vibrations like the They song. were bad <laughs> vibrations, yes. So um, we would come down and and try to – a couple times we came down just to hit the lugs again to make sure that wasn't it. I mean, yeah. we couldn't just put tires on every single time. So it had to be in a driveline. It, it's something. I'm not sure if there's something that – aero driveline, something was messed up making it vibrate. And it's they're going to tear that car down today, right? Try and figure yeah, out Yeah, they're going to figure it out. Um you know, I've heard he wasn't the only driver that was having problems. There was a few of them that were doing that, but yeah, Clint had some vibrations too. We three, we three would different runs. we changed pit guns just to make sure. And we put the when we did that, we it's the what we call the hammer gun, which that's when you're hammering the lugs on to make sure you don't get a loose wheel anymore. So you're taking a few extra seconds every stop. I and mean, we would literally go in and in anywhere from tenth to twelfth and come out eighteenth to twentieth every single time. Yeah, and. You can, I mean, it was literally every time we'd, we'd be fine in a long run. We were top three, four car. Did you finish on lead lap? Uh, don't, bo- yeah, we got Lucky Dog Did with you? like five to go or whatever. Okay. We weren't going to. Right. But we got that Lucky Dog with like five to go and that weighed us around there and, yeah. and uh, lead lap. Clint was night. That's cool. Hometown run top ten. We didn't have a car we thought we'd have. But, you know, you're everybody's still learning on these mile and a half tracks. I think the the big test will be. You know, Saturday at the All Star Race, another opportunity to get better. Charlotte's its own animal, so fun times. Yeah, Charlotte will be. Charlotte's similar to Kansas, yeah, but just not. I mean, I don't think. Um, I don't think Charlotte is as aged and as good as Kansas yet. I mean, you go to Kansas, just. I don't know if it's the bottom, the banking, how it rolls and and stuff, but it's just you know you don't want to run the bottom a whole lot. You know, a lot. I mean, you. It's just something about it. Sticker tires is great. Yeah. But after that, you're you're slowly moving up, and for sure, it's a good. You can still turn down from the top, and there's a lot of lanes. I yeah. mean, it's a good track, fun place. All right, we're going into spot on, spot off. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, Brett. Spot on, spot off. The speeds at Kansas. Man, spot 
on, I guess. I mean, I thought it produced some of the better racing that I've seen at a mile and a half track. I mean, there were certainly periods of the run where it was difficult to pass. I think that's a result of the speeds. But, you know, when we came off the truck, guys were going in the corner and they're washing up one, two lanes, whether they're on the splitter or just the tires are different than what we're used to. But, I mean, in, in general, you know, people make the comment, you can't sell speed. The TV guys do, and I, I disagree. I think that's what makes racing – exciting you know i think that's what makes it ultimately dangerous so when we see high speeds i think it's a pretty big deal yeah i go the, the speeds didn't really bother me there the guys were in control pretty much um it, you know it wasn't it wasn't overly fast looking for me you know that I, I, a couple times i was like man these guys are moving here um, when they would get back into throttle running the high lane they would get they would carry a lot of speed off the corner but never nothing really stood out it looked controllable the guys are dry i mean guys the drivers are having to drive it some they were racy um they were a lot of a lot of action so i was spot on for that spot on spot off ryan blaney gets his first pole uh you know i go spot on for the wood brothers to to show the they're really starting to come around now i you know i thought chase elliott might be the first to get the win out of that rookie class and now it's you know now it's a toss-up between him and ryan um, Chase was probably going to be pretty strong last night as well, but had some pit road problems there in the beginning. But, um, you know, spot on for, uh, you know, Blaney coming in here and, and the Wood Brothers especially. I'm spot off on his first pole because he only had to beat about 20 cars. A lot of guys didn't get through tech. So, you know, yes, he has the pole award, but he's going to always look back and go, I didn't beat a 40-car field to win this thing. He, he's going to know that. Uh, spot on, though, for the Wood Brothers. I mean, we just looked up the stats. They hadn't had a pole since 1984 until Ricky Rudd did it in 2004. Now they've done it in 2017. So that's 13, 13 years, years without a pole. Oh, yeah, we were, we How were... long could you go without a pole? <laughs> I'm going to go I'm, ahead and tell I'm you. I'm looking at TJ. I'm not <laughs> looking at you. If we, if we, uh, if we qualified, we had, that, we, had that, we had that pole. Yeah, We were going to be on it telling you once again you know and and it's further down in the show but if i'm ryan blaney i go man it was great to win a poll i sure as hell wish i'd beat everybody Mm. instead of half of everybody spot on spot off ben rhodes has engine failure kb wins the truck race man spot on for for the race the entertainment factor was amazing i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna steal this idea from clint boyer we were sitting together watching this truck race Spot on for for the race, spot on for Ben Rhodes' effort, spot off for what Kyle Busch did in victory lane. He was very humble, you know, by Kyle Busch standards. But to Clint, Clint had an idea of he should have taken the trophy and walked it over and gave it to that kid because that kid is beating the best potentially in all of NASCAR right now. I mean, Kyle Busch is is a racing badass. You're not going to find one that's a lot more talented than him sitting behind the wheel. So, um I, I I think we were all everybody was pulling for the underdog in that one because here's this guy named Ben Rhodes that that's young. I mean Kyle Busch has more wins in the truck series than this kid had starts. So the fact that he t- went up there, took the lead, raced him hard, had the race won, and then his freaking engine blew up it reminded me a lot. I felt the same thing for William Byron last last year at yeah. Phoenix. Just heartbroken, you know. TJ, you were working right. Yeah, I worked that race, but you know, it, you could have Ben did a a great job of. I couldn't tell the difference between which if you took the numbers off the trucks, I wouldn't have been able to tell you which one was Ben and which one was Kyle because Ben drove his ass off. He yeah, he did exactly what he had to do to get the lead right there, and then you know I I knew Ben was going to win minus something happening whenever I saw Kyle hit desperation mode back there and start trying really exotic lines because Kyle knew he wasn't going to get to him. Yeah. And when you see somebody like Kyle swinging around there trying these, trying crazy lines, just looking for something, I mean, that's what you have to do. But yeah. when it wasn't working, Ben had that. So, you know, spot on for, for Ben. And, you know, I, I'll even give Kyle a little spot on for being somewhat of a class act right there. I mean, he knew he knew that race wasn't – he wasn't going to win that race. But, you know, I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. Something surprised me in, in this truck race, and that was – Kyle Busch is running first to end the stage, and Christopher Bell is running second. Christopher Bell is competing for Kyle Busch Motorsports. He's competing for this championship. And in both stages, Kyle finished first, 
Christopher Bell finished second. Really surprised there wasn't a little bit of give and take there to let Christopher Bell get those ever-important playoff points because he could have left yeah. there with two more bonus points than anybody else in the field. And you say, well, what's two points? Well, when you get to those chase races, the playoff races, and somebody has an issue, you may need those two points mm-hmm. back to advance to the next round. So if anything surprised me in that race, it was that Kyle didn't give his teammate an opportunity because – Winning that stage does nothing for Kyle Busch. It's not even really a stat in the history books, you know. But to, for Christopher Bell to get those points could be really valuable down the road. Yeah, well, I'm glad it doesn't get to that point. I'm glad our sport isn't to the point where we're letting – I mean, if you're fast and you're leading the race, you should lead the race. Yeah. You know, I'm glad it's not to that. So, Spot on, spot off. Carl Long's marijuana-type sponsor. Uh, Veedverks. I don't know a lot about it, but it, it you claims know. its products are legal in all 50 states, but it does have trace amounts of THC, which is the psychoactive in marijuana. I will not be using it, but um, I, you know, I, I'm I was glad to see another car at the track. So, yeah, I was glad to have Carl back. He drove, the, he raced the whole race, I believe, and he wasn't. Yeah. I don't ever remember passing Carl, and there was a handful of cars that you caught that were scary. They couldn't stand the bottom, and Carl. Carl has a good idea of where he needs to be and what he needs to do, so I'm glad to have Carl back. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who enjoy the left-handed cigarette. I personally <laughs> have never tried marijuana. I don't know, you know, what it does, but you know, from a from a federal law standpoint, it's illegal. So I don't understand even how these states are legalizing it because we're supposedly under this big federal thing called the United States of America. I'm spot off for anything. Uh, that's an illegal narcotic. So I'm out. Sorry to all you. NASCAR just said no. They didn't even give a specific reason, but they don't have to. They don't have to. It's their Mm -hmm. bat, their ball, their field. Yep. All you 420 people, man, cheers. (laughs) I'll drink a beer with you. I'm just not going (laughs) to smoke any weed with you. Sorry. TJ, you got anything for that? Uh, I'm just going to. Just recuse yourself. I'm just glad to have Carl back. (laughs) (sighs) TJ Tom. Dude, I couldn't even see you when you rolled up here this morning, Brett. <laughs> then you rolled your window down and said, hey. And I was like, whoa, Brett. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Danica's post-rec interview at Kansas. Teach, um, Kristen, I want you to go first because you just listened to it. And then TJ. Join the fun. Uh, <laughs> Take that smile off your face and really contribute to the pause. show. Yeah, put some words to that smile. Okay. Today, today. She's a little flippant. I mean, she she definitely has an attitude. She has a chip on her shoulder, and I guess you have to have that when you're in a male-dominated sport and you're basically the only female competitor. But I think she could have been a little bit more gracious. I think if she didn't have time to watch the the um, replay, the replay in the in in the in care uh, infield care center, I think she should have just sort of tempered her comments a little bit. She sounded like someone who got her ball taken away and she had to leave. You know, I don't know. You know, I I I understand the the frustration mm-hmm. that she's having when she does run good. It seems like something does kind of happen, but it doesn't happen just to her. It happens to all of us at certain points in time. It looks like she has a little bit, you know, more of it. Um, but if she, you know, when you have a wreck like that, wrecks happen. Things happen, you know, and sometimes you can't control them. So it's about our interview, though. It's not about a wreck. Well, that's – so you you got to understand that sometimes sometimes things happen that you can't control or the other guy can't control. You know, if somebody – a guy cuts a tire on the inside and wrecks you, how is that his fault? He didn't just say, oh, let me, let me push the blown tire button. So, you know, accidents are going to happen. She needs to understand that not everybody is out to get her. Yeah. Well, for someone who is as articulate as she is, you would think that she would have tempered her comments a little bit or just said, I haven't seen the replay. I'm not entirely sure what happened yeah. instead of. You don't get out and get mad at somebody right away. Like, well, you listen you... to the other guy's excuse like, hey, I cut a tire. Hey, this broke. And they, he's not just going to go and wreck you. You can't turn left getting into a corner like that anyway. So, so y'all but... are spot off, and I am 100% spot on with her interview. She hit the wall at 210 miles an hour head on. She caught on fire. She got out of the car and was pissed off. She went and confronted the guy who wrecked her. He said, hey, something broke. She's running top ten, probably the best she's ever run in her career at a mile-and-a-half racetrack. She got wrecked by Joey Logano. The fact that he's the one that wrecked her – 
tells you how good she's doing. So from a selfish standpoint, she shows up in the care center. God only knows what went on in there. Her blood pressure is probably 200 over 130. They're, they're giving her this concussion test or whatever they're putting her through. That's pissing her off even more. And then the minute she actually leaves there, what's the first thing she sees? A microphone, which they cram in her face and go, Danica, how you feeling? Well, you know what, people? She told you how she was feeling. She was pissed off. As you said, she's living in a – she's the only female tough enough to run the Indy 500 at 225 miles an hour, finish top five, then come to NASCAR, do what she's doing here. She's a tough little mm-hmm. She could have killed herself. When that wreck first happened, I thought, oh, my God, that's a Michael McDowell-looking hit. This is crazy. So the fact that she was real and it pisses you people off, y'all are being a bunch of morons. I'm not pissed off. I know you're not, but these people that were attacking her, the media that's attacking her, half these media people couldn't fit through the window of this race car. So back off. Let this chick be herself. She's racing for her livelihood. If she doesn't do what she's got to do right now, this may be her last competitive Mm -hmm. year. So at the end of the video, she said, and I hope Eric's okay, by God, he took a worse hit. We don't know what she saw in the care center. There's a lot of different TV cameras showing different things around the racetrack that the, the public can't see. So we know I saw him drop his window net. That's the first sign that he's okay. Clearly, he's injured. They're cutting him out of the car. But we don't know everything that she knew before she went on TV. But my God, she just caught on fire. You also have to expect that you are going to get interviewed as soon as you leave. That is just that is a part of being in the sport. So It is. But nonetheless... Give me a minute to come off this high. You know, if you if you had interviewed TJ last week. That's on the, the entertainment, roof, though, right? Abs- no other sport does that happen. But yeah. if, you know, Door Bumper Clear went national last week on Yahoo Sports and NBC Sports because oh, TJ yeah. and I. Got in it. But TJ and I discussed the raw emotion on the roof. If, if there had been a camera up there to interview Kevin Hamlin, TJ, or myself right in the middle of all that, we'd have probably looked mad and spoiled, too. Like, you know. That's the coolest part about our sport is you got to see her. And you know what? If you don't like her, that's fine. Right. She's. I think she's a very polarizing figure. So, but, but that demeanor that only that brings she, more that media de- lines too. The, the demeanor she displayed in that interview—that's her. Right. If, if you don't like it, and that got her media too. She's a new. She's a new story for her sponsor, for her team, for her car. Yeah. She's yeah. in there driving her ass off. Not that she's not every week, but mm. she finally has a chance to do something special. I mean, she's. I don't question her toughness at all. No, you can't. I question, and I don't. I don't even mind the. I don't even mind the raw emotion that she shows. She's always shown that from day one. I, I did the first ARCA test with her at Daytona, and her in the very first time, and she had some pretty strong words at ARCA test too. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that not everybody. Every wrecks happen. You don't have to be mad at this guy all right in the beginning. You I don't, know. I don't think it had anything to do with being mad at the guy. I mean, she well, even said a, a rotor blew, which Clint was complaining earlier in the race. Man, yeah. my brakes are doing something funny. Well, they're doing something funny because you're running so fast and having to slow down so much well, to make yeah. a corner, which actually makes racing good. But not to get off on a tangent. But but you know, my thing about her is she is. Well, there used to be that commercial worldwide sports where that snow skier went flying off the freaking thing and he crashed for you know 250 yards like she is as defeated as as a person at that moment in her career as she'll probably ever be and it's because she was at the high of the high and immediately taken to the low of the low and it was because of something stupid is what she thought and the, the good part about our sport is she has another chance to rebound this next week but yeah, but not with her favorite car not with her favorite car but another uh what what surprised me in the interview is that so we've we've known this year that you this is kind of off topic a little bit, but we've known this year that with the world, with the way the rolls package is now, we are using more brake. Yeah, we're using more brake. That's a good than, thing. Yeah, because we don't have enough. We don't have as much spoiler. We don't have as much um, arrow slowing us down anymore. Yeah. So we're using more brake than we've ever used. So it doesn't surprise me that guys are that got there is some rotor problems and stuff. It doesn't surprise me that that's that's a that's you know happening. We, we could literally do a whole show just on this. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got an 8-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old daughter that should have been in bed, but they weren't. They were watching this race. And when Danica hits the wall, they, like, start crying. Oh, my God, I hope she's okay because they're Danica fans. I mean, here's a female doing big things in a man's world. you know. And then they see her wreck like this, and that was a violent wreck. It was very violent. Uh, it scared me when I saw it. Oh, it scared me to death. And then, I mean, and, and I'm sitting here looking, I'm going, man, what what's Logano wouldn't have misjudged that by a foot and a half? No. Well, he didn't. 
you know, he had something breaking. When you see the replay, you can see that right front yeah. blow up. Yeah. He turns down and and but when he hooks her, you can't hook somebody at a more dangerous place than where he hooked her getting into turn one, running wide open. But anyway, I'm I'm spot on for just her <clears throat> lively. I mean, she doesn't get to where she's at if she's a typical female. Oh, agreed, agreed. As a female, I will agree with that 100. percent You know, if she's got the typical female mentality. You know, th- this chick is a never, never say die chick. And, I think um, and she's badass. I think the timing of everything. If Eric would have been out of the car on the way to the care center, I don't think it would have made a bit of a difference. Right. But since we were all waiting to hear, yeah. oh wait, they're cutting this guy out now. Yeah. Oh no, wait. Oh, she just said that. She's all even. She's being very selfish right now. But see, even I knew. You know, I went down to Joel Edmonds, who spots for Eric Amarola, and I said, "Hey, man, what did he say?" And he said, "I asked him if he's okay." Just answer when you can, because here's the other thing people don't realize. When spotters ask that question and the wreck is as violent as Eric's was, their headset, their their helmet can come unplugged from their radio. So yeah. they may not even hear our communication. Well, then when they don't answer, we panic. The mm-hmm. wife panics. The girlfriend panics. The yeah. kids panic. Everybody that's listening can panic, right? So Joel says, are you okay? Answer me when you can. He keys up and says, my back, my back. So here's what we knew. He put his window net down. He answered himself. So clearly there were some things that Danica was probably privy to that the average person at home wasn't. Yeah. Um, but but I certainly get the point of people going, well, she should have made it more about Eric. Well, you know what? She probably didn't get to where she's at in her career by making it about other people. Other people. No. And we, we had that problem at Daytona with Justin. Um, I couldn't hear Justin when he when we got hooked in turn three at Daytona. Yeah. I, I couldn't hear him. He had to actually plug his stuff back in and talk. Yeah, and uh, that's that's rare. They can even do that. Well, yeah, and we saw Ashley after that, and she was wearing sunglasses at night because she was trying to hide how scared and she was crying because yeah. they couldn't hear Justin because his radio. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't unplugged. imagine if it were my kid, you know, and and that's something that. Yeah, when I asked Justin, he week. didn't answer me. He didn't answer me in the beginning, and I was like, oh man, and he just stayed up against the wall, slowing down. I was like, oh man, it's not good. Yeah, it's scary. It is scary. That yeah. were they wrecked right there, in at Kansas is. When I saw that wreck, it was just like, this is, I'm not even seeing this right. Like, the cars don't just turn Why right Why did right her there. car um, burst into flames and there there wasn't that much fire on the other two? Uh, was just it just, would it hit the, the oil lines is and all that, that up was? there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah, oil lines and stuff up there. Just That much impact is busting everything wide Dang. open. Yeah. When Elliot flipped down the back stretch at Talladega, you know, he flipped over, I, I think, 10 times, something crazy. It slung his radio out of the car. So, of course, the you know first thing I'm doing is going, hey, man, are you all right? And there's silence, and you're like, oh, no. You know, and then you just you just wait, and you turn MRN radio on your scanner, and you hope that there's a report. Oh, he's getting out of the car. And you're like, oh, thank Jesus. But yeah. just when when they don't answer mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and, and it's not always because they're hurt, you know, you're you're freaked out. But I think when you look at, you know, this Eric Amarola injury, and we're going to get this in a little bit, like, man, there's a lot of guys that didn't walk away from Rex. You know, and, and to this point, to this day, Dale Earnhardt has saved a lot of lives because we had a lot of rule changes after him. But there's a lot of people like Jerry Nadeau, Steve Park, Ernie Irvin, who who did ultimately, you know, walk away and, and keep their life, but they didn't keep their lifestyle. So I, I'm really happy for these three people because all three of them hit viciously that they're all ultimately going to be okay. Scary, scary freaking wreck. Yeah, pretty scary. <clears throat> right. Oh. Before we go to break, we can finally talk about the live door bumper clear at Whiskey River. It is this Thursday at 7? 7? I don't know the paper. I thought Natalie would be down here to give us a little meeting, you know, to tell us all the details about this Whiskey River thing. So all we know is at 7 o'clock we're having a show. There's drinks. There's fun. There's food. Clint Boyer's going to be there. Clint Boyer will be there. Mm-hmm. Kristen's going to come with her spurs on. <laughs> ride the bull. Wear some fringe. <laughs> if you'll some wear, chaps. Yeah, some chaps. If, if Josh will wear one of those big-ass belt buckles, <laughs> you know. Actually, he's so he's 6'6". Six, he'd need a dinner plate. <laughs> for it to look big. He Damn would. Right. Yeah, a saucer wouldn't work for this guy. He'd need a serving platter. So it's this Thursday down at Whiskey River in the epicenter of Charlotte. You can submit questions to us for the show, or you can just show up and ask us questions. Let's be real, though. The epicenter in Charlotte is super fun all mm-hmm. the time. It's a great area. Awesome bars, awesome restaurants, mm-hmm. great hotels. I mean, it, it's good times. You can do anything there. Bowl, drink. Uh, eat, watch everything. movies. Like there's Three. everything right bowl, there. Bowl, bowl with Nelly. Nelly hey, does bowling. Is that the bowling alley where you can, or the movie theater where you can bring food in or yeah. something too? Yeah, or you can buy it. You can buy beer yeah. and food. Buy there. beer, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
It's a great yeah. area. So yeah. if you're if you're coming to Charlotte and you're going to miss our show, still visit the Epicenter, visit Whiskey River. But Absolutely. we hope to see you on Thursday. Kristen has, uh, I'm sure, got some prizes she's given away. Yeah, we got some stuff. We'll give away some, some autograph stuff. Some swag. Some swag. Holla. Dirty Mo Radio and Door Bumper Clear listeners, if you're coming to town for the May races at Charlotte Motor Speedway, be sure to stop by the Junior Motorsports Retail Store. We are offering our listeners 15% off your full-priced items at checkout in-store only. When checking out, use the code DMR15. Hurry in as a special offer expires on May 28th. Our fan days here at Junior Motorsports are next week. On Friday, May 26th, we will have the podcast going all throughout the day, live in the Exalta studios. Door Bumper Clear will be recording at 9 a.m., so come check us out and all of the other stuff going on here at Junior Motorsports on May 25th and 26th. That's Thursday and Friday. One Main Financial is the largest consumer finance company in the United States, and it dates back over 100 years. TJ, I did not know that, but I did know that if you were in need of a loan and your finances have taken a turn, One Main can help. So race down to the closest One Main branch and get back on track. You know that with more than 1,700 locations, there is bound to be one near you. There's actually one really close to us where we're at right now. So find your closest One Main at OneMainFinancial.com. Lending made personal. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. All right, we're going to go into fast lane, guys. Hey, before we go into fast lane, shouldn't we, like, create stages for the show? Like, (laughs) if we have a really short race, we'll do two stages, and if we have a a medium race, we'll do three stages, and if we have a really long race, we'll do four stages. (laughs) Or five. (laughs) Just make it up as we go. 100 stages. Is it all right to just make it up? Like, I think 10 days before the Super Bowl, the NFL is going to announce there's a fifth quarter going to be played. (laughs) Yeah, ah, or like no field goals allowed or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> no we're, punting. We're saving that. Best, we're saving that for Whiskey River. Best job I ever had. <laughs> no punting. No punting allowed. No punting allowed this game, guys. It's yep. touch football. They're going to make it touch football. But, but that's called the, that's their the all-star Bowl. game. That's yeah. the Pro Bowl. That's their Pro Bowl <laughs> Shirts game. versus skins. Yes. All right. TJ, you're going to go first. Do it. You ready? A major wreck involving the 2010 and 43 occurred Saturday night and resulted in Eric Almarola fracturing his T5 vertebra. Should NASCAR slow the cars down at Kansas? I don't think it has anything to do with the speed. I think it just ha- it was just a wreck. Things happen crazy in wrecks and how he hit. Um, you know, it wasn't even the impact of, of him hitting other cars. It was the impact of the car coming back down square into the ground. So I don't think the speed was going to matter. The weight of that race car coming back down is what caused that. Yeah, the higher the speeds are on the straightaway and the slower they are in the corner is ultimately going to create the better racing. Ironically, I saw Elliot tweeted uh, pretty soon after the wreck while we were on a red flag that, that landing that way is a lot of compression on his rear, on his lower back and hope that he's okay. So I, I, I don't think it had anything to do with the speed. It was just that particular wreck. Yeah, it's the same way um... – Kevin Swindell in that sprint car got hurt the exact same way. His wreck, he flipped upside down. Everything was great. The thing landed square. When you land square, there's nothing to absorb any impact underneath that car. We have nothing, and I'm not sure there's a way to even do it. I even even made the comment, maybe it needs shocks on the seats because TJ's making a great point right here. I I don't even know. Like, There's nothing to absorb but your body. Yeah. So when the car lands square like that. It's probably like dropping off of a three-story building and landing on your ass. I mean, it, yeah. It's because they're sitting in a in a seat, in a carbon fiber seat, you know, a lot of times, which is extremely hard. They do have some foam padding under there, but that's just to make it's it like where they much. can take it. Yeah, that, that's just to make it so they can stand the – front, yeah, yeah, front side. Yeah. And basically they're great from all the way around except for – you know, I don't know what would happen if a car ever got up and came square down on its roof from a high. You yeah. know, it'd be hard to happen, but you never know. Uh. It, it would probably be a nice solid hit as well. But um, just when you land like that, there's nothing to take it but your body and your back. Your, your back's cram- the only you're thing. Cramming your spinal cord down mm. yeah. into your butt, basically. Yeah, you know? into the f- bottom of the car, the frame rails. I mean, yeah. Oh. 11 cars failed pre-qualifying inspection and didn't get a chance to qualify. Every team is trying to get a competitive edge, but at what point is the inspection process getting out of control? Fans aren't getting to see their driver qualify as a problem. 
Brett? Yeah, it's already out of control. I mean, teams are trying extremely hard to get an edge. You know, obviously they're failing tech. NASCAR wants these people, these teams, to have an opportunity to qualify, but for some reason they're they're not making it through. So when you, you look at it, you say, well, the teams have to do a better job. And then teams, and even Andy Graves had a good point, saying NASCAR is not consistent. We need you to make your own car, roll it through every hour to make sure that there's some calibration of the numbers to make sure the numbers are getting skewed. So there's a lot of finger point going on right now. You know, what about just doing less of a tech before qualifying and after techs when you hit them hard with qualifying. If you don't pass the pre, after, the post-race qualifying, uh, the post-qualifying tech, then you get docked. Let these guys go through a small, maybe a not as in-detail tech, but they still got to pass afterwards to keep your starting spot and your pit selection. Teams aren't losing. NASCAR's not losing. These teams are still making the race. They're still starting the race. The people that are losing are the fans, the ones that are investing their money to buy a ticket to watch it or investing their time to sit down and watch on TV and not see their favorite or more than one favorite guy go. So for the fans, I don't care what the solution is, if it's what TJ just proposed or something else, but they have got to fix this between now and the Coke 600. Yeah, I don't – I go again, don't I? No, but you can. No, yeah. Well, I I was (laughs) – we just need to yeah, just keep going back and forth for this one question. I just I want to see all the cars qualify, but I want to see them. You know, I want to see there be right now. It doesn't even matter. We saw a guy not even qualify this year one time because he didn't want to put any laps on his tires. <laughs> yeah. We had yeah. we had how many of us didn't qualify? Eleven, at least eleven. So there were some good cars in that group, and honestly, was Brad in that group? Yeah, we got Mr. H in the house. Oh, where'd he end up? Helicopter. You can hear the helicopter. Wall. Yeah. I was wondering what Pemberton's doing out there. Brad and figured all the, uh, the DPC yeah. listeners knew that. You did. Know yeah. that. You're in the back, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did it really? The only thing we weren't going to probably win is that stage, first stage. That first stage bonus. It hurts but, you. Yeah. yeah. Coach P. Anyway. Sorry, we got distracted because the helicopter's landing yeah. in the front lawn. <laughs> Literally, a <laughs> helicopter is landing Mr. in the front H lawn. Mr. H is here. Big Boss or at is least, in the house. Or at least his helicopter is. I don't know <laughs> yeah. who's in the helicopter. Yeah, somebody's here. I got to go, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's been a great show. We'll see you. <laughs> Mind your P's and Q's. Yes. Jimmy Johnson got another penalty for rolling through too many pit boxes before pitting. Is there anything that you can do to help from the spotter stand, or is this just a lack of focus from the driver? TJ. Uh, this is lack of focus from the driver, in my opinion. We... I'm off the radio that far away from the box. I give 10 away, and then I'm off of it. So between that point, the driver needs to know how many stalls are there. Maybe it's something you know we need to look at more picture-wise, maybe take some pictures before the race, something, show them, like, you can't turn into a here. You know, I don't know. Maybe the – I don't know. Why are we talking about this? This is Jimmy Johnson. He has – Seven championships. <laughs> he can do what he wants. The only person that has more championships than Jimmy Johnson is Ric Flair. Okay. <laughs> and in addition to that, guess how many wins he has this year? Two. I don't give a shit how many pit boxes this guy drives through. Give me another question. <laughs> TJ, do you want to rebuttal that? I mean, thing? I guess he can just do what he wants. Jimmy. <laughs> it's Jimmy Hassan. My God, people. What are y'all t- why are we even talking about pit boxes and Jimmy Johnson? <laughs> Jimmy could drive backwards for a lap and we shouldn't even question. We that. should we should just all start driving backwards. We should. I mean Jimmy He's got the whole damn garage riding ten speeds around in spandex. You can't <laughs> Lycra. Yeah. Josh he is does. just dying to get who's ever autographs getting ready to come off this, this <laughs> helicopter. I'm just always that. very intrigued when that thing lands here. Yeah, I mean, Josh, it's yeah. not Stenhouse, okay, buddy? Stop making all those funny noises. Let's well, they just the put place. outside lights out, so, like, when the guys work late and it's dark, you're not worried that yeah. someone's going to jump out ninja style Josh, and get you. So right? where is I don't he think that landing? was the guys that requested lights up there. <laughs> uh, is that Stenhouse? Is it? Oh, is that Ricky? With Eric Almarola out of the 43 while he recovers, who would you put in the 43 as the driver? This is my short list. Okay. Number one, and look, let's let's face it, he's probably out this week. Okay, mm-hmm. he's probably out two weeks. I, I wouldn't come back, and, and this is going to take me longer, thirty seconds, so I have to use both times. I wouldn't come <laughs> back till after <sighs> Dover because those two tracks plant your ass in the seat. Dover is one really tough physical racetrack. In terms of who's going to get in it, I got to say number one's Carl Edwards. That's the first call I make. Number two's Greg Biffle. Number three is Bubba Wallace because I think you got to keep it in the Ford contingent mm-hmm. fan base. That's me. You actually made it in 30 seconds. Yeah, so I, I wasn't really considering. I'm not sure Carl's really an option. He might be. I don't know. I just said he'd be my first call. Yeah, that. I mean, Carl and 
Biffle would be the Biffle would be the first guy that I would think would be the logical choice for it. They got all they're associated with Roush, right? So they have all Biffle's measurements, seats, everything. They know all they ha- they know everything Greg likes, and and that would be and I, I've seen Greg a little bit this year, and I know he's itching to get back in the car. So <laughs> who'd you pick, Greg? <laughs> Greg. Okay, I'm gonna say this. This decision is critical to the future of Richard Petty Motorsports. We have a lot of intel that tells us Eric Amarola will not be back in the 43 next year, that he has some options out there on the marketplace. If they don't put a good driver in this car, they may go out of business. They have to prove they can be competitive. I think Greg Biffle is your best option to do that. The -the off-the-wall topic, the New York Yankees retired Derek Jeter's number. Will Jeter go down as one of the best in baseball? Can you mention Jeter and Babe Ruth in the same sentence? I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I don't know. Those two don't – Babe Ruth is a legend to me. I'm not sure Derek Jeter is. Is he? (laughs) I think Derek Jeter is certainly a legend. You know, he had that steroid scam that kind of ran rampant, which that stuff gets on my nerves because, to me, that's on the sanctioning body to police – I mean, you know, NASCAR, whether you like them or not, they say legal or illegal, and we move on with it. We don't go back and take away wins and stuff. I don't I don't think that we need to be mentioning Jeter and Babe Ruth in the same sentence. Also, so. Babe Ruth, it's the it's the amount of time also. Yeah. The legend builds. That's what he looked yeah. like. He didn't look like he could hit a <laughs> no, and then, tennis ball with a boat paddle. There's a candy bar after <laughs> him, too. I yeah. mean, yeah. Derek doesn't have that. No. What <laughs> would your candy get, bar be go named? Go to the store and get your Jeter bar. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I want a TJ bar. You know, you know, Del Jr. used to have candy bars. Remember that? Yep. The Big Mo's. The Big, big Mo's. Yeah, the Big Mo's. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that? I did not know that. Uh, Were they good? Yeah. There's yeah. still some hanging around. They're, I don't they, know if I would. Every actually once in a while, they pop up. Yeah. What uh, uh, storage? Them besides chocolate. <laughs> it was just like a same thing as a Hershey bar. Did he have yeah. extra mayonnaise on it? I know he's a mayonnaise uh, guy. Yeah. yeah, it was a banana mayonnaise candy bar. Is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Josh has chosen a few hashtag AskDBC questions to ask the guys here today. So at Plumber Dave one asks, what question do you guys get tired of answering? What do you do when you have to pee? Uh, How do you become a spotter? Well, yeah, that too. Ooh, I've got one. What is it? Who's your favorite NASCAR? Who's your favorite NASCAR? Drives me nuts. My favorite is, do you guys sleep upstairs in the hauler? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. There's there's 12 cots. How'd you get this job? How'd you get in a racing? How the hell did you get your job? Same way. You <laughs> applied and you called somebody and you met somebody and they hired you. Like, there's not a magic formula to how'd you get to be a spotter? You guys have the I greatest I can see job, really right? well and <laughs> talk well, really fast. I bought this magic eight ball. Yeah, and, and I shook it, it up. Yeah, it said, sources hey say yes. <laughs> hey, TJ, you're a spotter. Yep. Pursue spotting. Yes. Actually, it was a fortune cookie. I yeah. opened it, said, spotting doors will open. In bed. Yeah, you always add. <laughs> always add. You always got to add in bed at the end of a fortune cookie. If you don't add in bed to the fortune cookie, then you're doing it all wrong. Is there a kid version of that? So in if bed. you take your kid out, do you <laughs> – is there like a Disney version of that, the ending? In bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isaac, I can't even say that. Asks, I know it's beating a dead horse, but who other than Dale Jr. do you all think is the next big name to hang him up? That's a good question. Ooh, there's three or four lined up. Oh, I mean, the, the, we have a group of guys that are all in the same ballpark of age. Yeah. And I, I know everyone thinks it's doom and gloom, but to me, this is, you know, I love watching these guys race, but I'm real excited to fill these seats with Christopher Bell, these guys that are coming up. You know, all, all these guys are watching the trucks that are Ben Rhodes. I want to see Ben Rhodes on that restart. Yeah. You know, I want to see these guys in these cars. I think it's going to bring action back. Here's you know. the thing. Here's the thing, man. Uh, this question: Who's the next guy to hang it up? You know, clearly Dale Jr. was was the biggest name in the whole sport. He just hung it up. But Carl Edwards was 37 and hung it up. So he caught us all off guard. So I mean, you know, you, you can look at the math and say I think Matt Kenseth makes the most sense for me to say, hey, this is probably the next guy to to hang the helmet up on a full time schedule. But given the fact that these guys have made so much money over their career, I don't know who's in their mid to late 30s that may beat him to it. You know. Yeah, there's – I mean, let's see. We got Matt. Who else we got? That's Harvick, in, We Jimmy. got Matt, Harvick, Jimmy. 
Um, what's Clint? Clint's a Clint's little bit. A, Clint's Clint's thirty-seven. Yeah, he's but I mean, under. he's he's a few years away. But yeah, I mean, he could pull a Carl Edwards and say I'm out, but I don't see that. I mean, being yeah. close to Clint like I am, we're having more fun too. Now he's re-energized. This dude is he's going yeah, well, for a while. You could tell he's having more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's still three or four of them to go. I mean, we've lost Biffle, Junior, Tony, Carl, Tony, Jeff Gordon, all within three years. That's big. It is big. Ain't that- over. At Jay Steen 234S, how much information do you or should you give your driver after another driver is in an accident? That's a good question. Um, most of the time, those guys park where they can watch the TV screens, and they aim themselves a lot of times where they can see them, and they watch, and when they get curious, they ask. But most of the time, the first thing that I told him when he got stopped was, look, you know, Danica's out. She's out. She had her window net down before she was even to a stop. And I told him that she was out before we came around. So I'm like, look, Danica's out. 22's out, and um, Eric's dropped his window net. They're just care- they're taking their time with him, being safe with him. Yeah. I mean, that's really, you know, it was a great sign that Eric dropped his own window net. You know, and that 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 lets us know that he's okay. And you know, and um, you know, I don't know. You just don't try to give too many details, I guess. Though, I, I found it interesting. The next restart after that bad wreck, and our restarts off turn two all night. TJL tested this. They were insane. Yeah. Three wide, four wide. There were so many times we were wrecking, and somehow another those guys saved it. The restart after the big wreck, those guys were two wide by two wide by two wide and nowhere near each other because they had sat there in front of those big screens on the front stretch and watched this whole thing play out. So they raced each other a little bit differently after seeing that style of a wreck. In terms of information, you know, you let them know if they're out or they're not out, if the winning net's up or not up. I mean, I'm not in the position to lie to anybody. You know, clearly they're all sitting there under red flag knowing that something's going on. So it's, hey, they're having to cut him out. But to TJ's point, we can say he dropped his own winning net. I spoke to a spotter. He, he answered him. He just said his back hurt. So, I mean – Tell them the truth, I guess, you know. Yeah, unless <clears> – honestly, <throat> you just tell them the truth. Most of the time, it's not an issue because these cars are so safe and these yeah. guys know what they're doing and, you know, we don't – it's not normally a problem. Even as safe as they are, you know, we got guys breaking their backs, breaking two legs in accidents. You know, Danica yeah. even said sprained her ankle. Like, yes, they're safe, but we still – still it's, risk it's still dangerous yeah it's, it's a, that's never there will never be a point that this is not still a risk dangerous and, yeah dangerous yeah. there's no way we can get rid of all of but it but my god we i mean here's the good news it used to almost be common to to see these guys getting cut out of cars i mean in the 80s and 90s like it was like oh well this is common and now yeah it's a little more gut-wrenching because you're you're a little bit immune to that because it's been we, we just don't see it as much no we're, thank we're, god yeah we're very i don't know we just haven't had to deal with it so when it yep. does happen, it's like a big shock to us. Yeah. At Travis C underscore forty eight asks, "What's your biggest pet peeve as a spotter about other spotters?" <clears throat> Just when they don't give their guy information that could be relevant to prevent an accident or prevent you know something that that couldn't put you in a bad position. The the key to this position is saying what you see and saying what you think is about to happen. If you're too scared to talk, you can't do this job and do it well. And I think you know when I got here in in 1999 and and got on the roof in 2000, you know, one of the things I learned is some of the older guys didn't say a lot. And you know, I had Elliot to train me before practice and debrief with me after practice to help, you know, say, Brett, this is information I can use. This is information I can't use. So one of the things I learned early on and then ultimately evolving into Clint is you really can't talk too much as long as the information you're giving them is pertinent. Useful. You know, I think I think the biggest pet peeve I have is when people don't take the position seriously and they send somebody up there just to fill the spot. And then they don't get any information. And, and then they look like idiots. You, do, you don't – you want to say something to the guy, but that guy knows that he shouldn't be there. He knows that he shouldn't be up there, and what are you going to say to him at that point? I mean, he knows. You get out and say, "Oh, all right, well, yeah." What do you do to that guy? NASCAR I mean, won't release the cars unless we're on the roof, and and some of these low budget teams, even in practice, just stick a guy up there that doesn't yeah. know what he's doing. So we'll just they, let they Josh, were fire suits. They'll send a catch can guy or something. Yeah. Anybody extra they got for yeah. a little bit. And when you go down there and talk to them, they're like clueless. Yeah, that's like, what oh, TJ means. Oh wait, what? Oh, sorry. I mean, what? There's just nothing you can do sometimes so i, I don't and then like they tear up a car because of it yeah and it costs thousands and thousands of dollars yeah all right you guys got anything you want to rant about i've already ran it about danica. you have ran yeah. it. i love danica she's hot i'm gonna do some yoga with her private <laughs> yoga lessons <laughs> private yoga start finish line 
Mm, yeah. All right, you guys got to pick for the All Star race. We're not picking All Star race. You're not picking All Star race. No, we don't pick. Do we pick though? Uh, let's just do it if anybody's available. I don't even know who's in it. Do it. Let's just whoever just pick your. Best. Well, right now Brett is still beating TJ seven to four. I don't God, know. God, I had that one too all night. <laughs> Kansas sucked all race. All night I had that one. You were in twentieth, and then then the forty one chops down on Denny into the forty eight. And I thought that so Denny didn't cause that. Well, I'm not hundred percent sure. I saw the forty one coming down. I saw Denny kind of go down and hit the 48 and go up, and they all hit maybe, the 41. Maybe I, that I was it. I'm not, I'm not real sure. I just saw them all hit, and Denny had to pit, and I was like, really? I mean, I had that. <laughs> he, I had fifth to seventh locked down. And he junked the 48, which won me a, a free drink off Earl. Well, well, so I beat both of y'all in one wreck. <laughs> I I mean, I let's be honest. I had you dominated that race. You did. And I actually thought the 20 was – that was my first pick. Yep. But, and I still won. You know, I'm going to go <laughs> – with um, you know, I go Kyle Larson. That's you haven't picked him yet. Well, I said anybody's well. So for we're this. just picking for fun. Yeah, for fun. All right, this isn't going to go against the count, Mister Cornelius. No, just go with anybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson's solid, but hey, man, Denny Hamlin just built the largest home in the state of North Carolina over here on a little lake called Lake Norman. He's probably got a pretty big house payment. I'm just guessing. So I got to go with a guy that could use a million dollars more than the rest of them, Denny Hamlin. Yeah, he needs it. God. <laughs> Holla. That thing is huge. Oh, it's a Hampton Inn. It's yeah. bigger than a freaking Hampton Inn. Why? There's like 14 AC units on the outside. <laughs> Can somebody Have just tell it? me why would you build that? Oh. Indoor basketball. Is there a logical question answer to that? Like I can't logical? imagine having to clean that every week. I'm sure he's not worried we about that. We could all move in right now, and he wouldn't know it for a month. He'd never find <laughs> us. They'd be like, oh, is there some noise coming from over there? No. Uh. Yeah, I don't – I mean, that, that that thing's massive. I rode by it on the lake last maybe fall, <laughs> yes. and it was like, holy cow. It's two docks. I think it's a castle. It is. Yeah. That's it. I was on the lake the other week. Yeah, I mean, why? It's a That's uh, that's 70% of it because this end here juts way back to. It's insane. It's gorgeous. It is a gorgeous home. It's gorgeous. I mean, it looks like something wrong. you see in Malibu. It it, it's, it does. Massive though. Yeah, massive. Like 2000 square foot. Here when they want to move, <laughs> who is going to buy that? That's thing? what I'm wondering. Who's going Brett, President Trump, <laughs> <laughs> P Trump? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, don't forget, this Thursday night at 7 o'clock, come see us at the Whiskey River from the Epicenter in, in Uptown Charlotte. And give us a, give us some feedback. Give us a like. Give yeah. us a Yeah, and check out. Heart. I went on iTunes last night and was actually reading comments from everybody oh, that boy. got on there. And it, it's good. Thanks, everybody, for the ratings on there. If you can, just – if you're on there, hop on there. Give us a rating. Say, Leave a comment. We'll see it. Yep. Tweet us. Thanks to one man financial, we're out. See ya. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 